Welcome you to the sports kingdom. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the TSK Show. I'm your host, Eric, the Duke of Sports Sklar. I'm joined by my co-host, Tyler Pachelke. What's up, TP? How you living, man? Feeling good. Feel, feeling a little old, but f- feeling good. Okay. Played one game of basketball. Hurt my back. That's how it goes. Oh, man. Not looking good for you right now. But, hey, you're on the mend. Yep. You're making a quick recovery. Quick, yep. One to two weaker. All right, cool. All right, before we start, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show. Check us out on Anchor as well, anchor.fm slash TSK Show or just download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. So this week, ESPN came out with their best NFL lineup on both sides of the ball uh, of just players under 25, and Tyler is going to break it all down for us. He's got his favorites from the list, a couple, couple names he saw that he was kind of shocked to see. Yep. Uh, so he's going he's gonna to break it all down for us. Uh, We have an update on NBA free agency as two players who were on the Lakers last year signed new deals elsewhere, as well as we finally have some sort of resolution to Kawhi Leonard versus the San Antonio Spurs. Finally, I have a game for Tyler centered around the NBA. And then to close the show, we both have three questions each for the two minute drill. But first, he was part of my shout out last week. I have to recap how Max Muncie did in the home run derby. It is all-star week, all-star break for the MLB right now. So Muncie was the third seed out of eight participants. Uh, He was paired with sixth seed Javier Baez of the Cubs. And in the first round, Muncie won 17 to 16. He, He, Baez had 16 and he needed, he got the bonus 30 seconds. Basically, if you hit two home runs of 440 feet or more, you get 30 seconds more on top of the four minutes you get. Okay. Muncie hit 17 with 35 seconds left out of the original four minutes. Damn. Yeah. So he's on fire. Yeah, so he crushed it in the first round. But then he had to go up against host Bryce Harper, and Harper narrowly beat out Muncie 13-12. to 12. It was a good showing for Muncie. He got to the semifinals just like Cody Bellinger did last year, but it was inevitable that Bryce Harper, the host, had to win this year's home run derby in front of his home crowd. In the most dramatic way possible. Oh, my goodness. It was – he hit nine. It was dope. It yeah. Was, it was crazy. I mean, he was, what, down nine? Yeah, he hit nine home runs to tie Kyle Schwarber uh, of the Cubs at 18, and because, like I said, he hit two home runs of 440-plus feet uh, he got 30 seconds extra of bonus time, and on the second swing, he hit a walk-off to win it. But nine nine pitches, nine homers. No, it was nine out of ten, and it was nine home runs in 50 seconds. So he watched one go by? Yeah. Yeah, see, that's insane, though. Nine, yeah. nine homers and ten pitches? 
Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> it was the most dramatic finish I've ever seen to a home run derby. It was yeah. probably the best home run derby I've ever seen. That's that's. It makes it cooler when you have the head-to-head uh, -head matchups rather than you know the top half of the field advances. Yeah, definitely. And there was a little bit of conspiracy because technically the rule is you have to wait to throw the next pitch until the ball either leaves the park or lands. And Bryce Harper's dad, who was pitching to him, mm -hmm. was who, who pitched really bad at the beginning of the finals. Yeah. Bryce Harper got off to a slow start in the finals. And so Harper's dad was just gunning him the last like minute to get him to do it. And some sourpuss Mets fan commented on Twitter saying like, oh, no, he broke the rules. Like they should review it and give Kyle Schwarber the title being all salty and stuff on Twitter. Nah, it's just the home stadium. They're never. It's an all-star game. They're never going to let that go. Yeah. So a couple fun facts about this home run derby, though. Uh, Harper is the third player to win it on his home field, so that's pretty cool. Yep. And then there were 221 total home runs in this home run derby. The most. Yeah, it's the most ever in a home run derby. Yep, that number's always going to go up, probably. Yeah, it probably. Probably. The more that the more that these athletic. Yeah, slowly it'll type. always go up. It may not go up every single year, but that's going to be a number they just keep crushing. Yeah. But we're not even going to talk about the All-Star game itself because it was basically deja vu for the Dodgers uh, and Dodger fans as Ross Stripling gave up back-to-back -back home runs to Alex Bregman and George Springer of the Houston Astros that sealed the AL victory over the NL 8-6 to in 10 innings. So that's that for your TSK Show baseball report. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, moving on. Yeah, moving on now. Uh, let's talk, let's talk about this, uh, under 25 NFL team, Tyler, who, who, who stood out to you? Oh, uh, well, I mean, it's a pretty good list. I like how they did it. Um, do you want to go through and read the whole list? No, or? no, that'll take, that's, that's a lot of names. Rack off. Okay. All right. And, uh, I'm not the best at pronouncing some of these linemen name <laughs> offense and defense. It's like, holy moly. But no, um, like the, the big one, the biggest, like, uh, the biggest beef I had with the list was probably the running back. And taking well, and they take a rookie at a couple of these positions, which I don't understand how you can take a rookie. Yeah, they haven't proven anything yet. But they took uh, Saquon. The the running backs they took for the under twenty five team were Todd Gurley and Saquon Barkley. I'm now, totally fine with Todd, Todd Gurley, Gurley being no on doubt, there. But I uh, I think that I think Ezekiel Elliott is definitely the better the better fit uh, other than Saquon Barkley. Yeah, I mean, the only reason I could see them leaving Ezekiel off the off of this list is he didn't play a full season last year. Yep. He has off the field issues, so Yeah, no, that's it, but I just think as far as like an under 25 team, no, don't give me don't get me wrong, I completely agree on the fact that I don't think there should be a rookie on this list just yet i yeah. mean they haven't proven anything yeah. have this yeah. list come out maybe in halfway through the season yeah and yeah, let's yeah, see what yeah. they've done yeah, of course of course um and then like the quarterback it was kind of shaky to me um they ended up espn has deshaun watson as the under 25 uh quarterback then the uh two coming after him were jerry goff and mariota um of those, okay yeah i mean those are all three really good quarterbacks i'd probably take deshaun if i was a gm but I think there's some mixed success within those guys. You know, uh, that Jared Goff and Marcus Mariota both played in the playoffs. 
Yeah. Uh, you know, Mariota's a dual threat like Deshaun Watson, so you could kind of take your pick with those three guys. I mean, I definitely say that all three of those quarterbacks, even Deshaun Watson only playing half the year last year, showed f- yeah. flashes of uh, greatness, I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, no. Because yeah, who knows, sure. their, their ceilings sure are still pretty high. Yep, and then uh, uh, so yeah, so they they went uh, Deshaun Watson and uh, the receivers. I also had a beef with Tyreek Hill. That's my boy. I'm super. Uh, he was probably like I was the most pleased to see him on the list because I'm a huge Tyreek Phil, Tyreek Hill fan. But uh, Stephen Diggs uh, is is the other receiver. I I think I'm taking Amari Cooper. Yeah, um, I would take Amari over, Cooper over Stephon over, Diggs. Yeah, over Stephen Diggs. Not. They're both very similar, like physically, um, and they actually had Juju Smith-Schuster as the third receiver. So uh, hey, that's not Amari, a bad third Amari, option. Amari Cooper wasn't even in the top three. That's crazy. Um, he I had, think, he's coming off a bad year, so that that's yeah, prisoner really, of the moment right really, there. Yeah, he had a really bad third season, um, but I think that had to do uh, with a lot of things that were outside of his control, like yeah, yeah. quarterback play. Um, For sure, the, the defenses were all on him. Michael Crabtree had monster numbers because he was wide open the whole year. Um, so, yeah, I'd take a Mario for Stephen Diggs. I was looking at the tight ends, and it's kind of hard to judge young tight ends because tight ends don't really come to their prime until they're, you know, late 20s. Um, but I like – they went with uh, Hunter Henry, and who who was the other one they went? Uh, Evan, Evan Egram. Yeah, Evan Egram. Evan Egram, and, uh, yeah, so they had Evan Egram at number one. I also like – uh, David Njoku from yeah. Cleveland. He's another good one. He uh, he has a promising Hunter career. Hen- Hunter Henry is it is was in a really good situation. Yeah, uh, it's too so, bad he it's too bad he's out for the year. Yeah, that's why I can't I can't really. But he was second in the voting. He wasn't number one. They had Evan Ingram. I just haven't seen him play. He played on a really bad Giants team, so yeah, it's hard to see how good he really is. It's tough to judge anybody who played on that Giants team last year. Yep. And then as far as offensive line goes, I don't really know. You know, I don't know enough to where I could really disagree with what ESPN analysts are saying about the yeah. offensive line. Um, there's a couple names that I recognize, especially the tackles. Uh, was uh, Ryan Ramchick for the Saints and Jack, Jack Conklin for the Titans. Conklin's the only one I really do know. He was a tackle. I think he was an all-pro. But he's just a huge, nasty guy. He almost got into a fight, like, one of the first games <laughs> of the season. Uh, his love helmet a, got ripped love off. a good bruiser. Yeah, whenever you see a lineman get his helmet ripped off and he's, like, all riled up, it always makes him look like a badass. But um, And then as far as the defensive line, I like that the defensive line super athletic. They have Sheldon Rankins, uh, Leonard Williams, Joey Bosa, and Miles Garrett. Yep. Um, I, did, I did think that uh, – oh, and T.J. Watt, right? Is T.J. Watt on the list? I didn't see T.J. Watt. Yeah, so T.J. Oh, yep, T.J. T.J. Watt, Miles Garrett were the DNs, uh, Joey Bosa as well, and then Leonard Williams and Sheldon Rankins. I I, I think they left off Ninjoku from Jacksonville. Yeah, I think he's the one that kind of got screwed over. Miles Garrett and Joey Bosa are two of the best pass rushers in the league. Um, I know Leonard Leonard Williams is a stud, uh, but I don't know much about Sheldon Rankins. Yeah, I mean jo- Joey Bosa, he he just came out a blaze in his rookie year, and then he followed it up last year really well. Yeah, no, Joey Bosa was a stud at Ohio State. I think everybody knew he was going to be a beast, and his little brother's coming up in the rankings now. Yeah, he's probably going to be in the league before you know it. Um, and then what I thought was like arguably the best position group um, 
under 25 was the linebackers. Uh, Miles Jack out of Jacksonville, who's who's a beast. Yep, Bellevue kid. He can play both sides. He played UCLA both sides. guy too. Yep, played both sides of all UCLA. Couple games. Oh yeah, um, crazy athletic. You got Deion Jones, um, the middle linebacker for the Falcons. He's another athletic stud. They can run in space. Um, and then also Reuben Foster uh, for the 49ers. Yeah, he's so going to be real good for them. I, th- I thought all three of those linebackers are studs, and I didn't really see anybody else that kind of was uh, in their in their lane as far as uh, being under 25. So I thought this was the best position group. Yeah. And then uh, to finish it off, this is actually the other position group that I thought was the best, was Marshawn Lattimore and Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, that's at, – At corner, and then Landon, shut Collins, down. Landon Collins and Jamal Adams at safety. I don't really know Jamal Adams uh, too much. He's a safety for the Jets, so I'll probably try to keep an eye out on them. That was yeah. one. That was one cool part about this list is now there's like there's three or four names on here I didn't really know. So now you're gonna keep an eye out for them. Keep an eye out on them. But overall, I thought it was a pretty pretty cool list. Yeah, no, it's definitely definitely a cool concept. I haven't really yeah. seen that anybody from the NFL do a list like this before. I usually see it more with the NBA. The NBA, yep, and, so- and it shows you how sl- and. That's another thing, you know, thinking about it is it shows you how fast, like, NBA players are in their prime compared to football players. Oh, the yeah. names on this list are not the best players in the NFL. No. You know, Todd Gurley, you know, there's a couple names on there. Like, Todd Gurley is obviously I'd a say, stud. Joey Bosa is obviously a stud. Yeah, Miles but, Jack, Jalen Ramsey. But, it, but it's like, it's it's probably less than a third of these guys are studs. You know, they're yeah, for really, sure. really talented players. But they're not like studs yet. These, um, these guys, and I, in the NBA, it's the best players in the league are under twenty five. Yeah, I mean, I think the the guys on this list for the NFL, these guys are on the cusp of either taking that next step or yeah, just being yep. normal guys in the league. Yep, exactly. So, yeah, overall, I thought it was a good list. Zeke Zeke Elliott, I think, is the ultimate uh, the ultimate snub. The ultimate snub. Him or Njoku, the DN from Jacksonville. Yeah. TJ Watt just didn't. I mean. He had a great rookie year, but he's good. But I still take Njoku over him. I think he can do more. Yeah. So all right, that wraps up the NFL. Yeah. For this week. Yeah. No, We're not, getting closer. Not, not a lot going on right now. I know the day before the All Star uh, game, the MLB All Star game, the day after, there are only two days on the calendar year where there's no uh, pro sports. Yeah. None, none of the major four. Yeah. So we're in the in the desert in the middle this of the desert as far as the sports <laughs> as far as the sports season goes. We're we're he- we're heading towards the promised land of NFL training camp. Oh, I know. Madden's about to come out, then 2K. It's all it's, oh. it's all coming together. Can't wait. But all right, let's get this uh, NBA free agency update going. Um, I, I mentioned it at the top. There were two former Lakers that signed deals elsewhere. Uh, the first being Isaiah Thomas signing that one-year vet minimum deal with Denver, which I think is a good move for him career-wise. Yeah, no, he's going to be able to uh, showcase what he's still got there. Yeah. He's going to get minutes. So. Yeah, and it's, it's actually kind of interesting. The Lakers and the Nuggets kind of got into it a couple of times this year when they were playing, yeah. and it was mainly Isaiah Thomas and Jamal Murray. So Jamal Murray is obviously going to be the starting point guard in Denver, and Isaiah is now his backup. Yeah, well, Isaiah is gonna bust his ass in practice every day. You know that <laughs> they they probably will start Jamal, but that's gonna be that'll be that'll be an interesting dynamic. Yeah, and then the other former Laker is Channing Frye signing a one year two point four million dollar deal to go back to Cleveland. Kind of interesting to me that he would go back to Cleveland. Him and 
Luke Walton are best friends. Yep. And I think he's kind of the perfect center for today in the NBA to play with LeBron James. And he's played with him before. So they have chemistry. They have a rapport. They know each other. And they were pretty close on the Cavs. He either doesn't want to play with LeBron again or he got paid more. Well, I mean, I I think the Lakers still could offer someone like $5 million. Yeah, but maybe that's not the that's not the guy they got. Maybe they're looking at someone else. You know, maybe they're trying to, you know, save those minutes for younger guys. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So no, I mean, it, Channing Fry does fit, but it's like I'm not gonna lose sleep over losing Channing Fry. Yeah. You know I mean, that's like our fourth or no. Fifth I'm post. not losing. No, trust me, I'm not yeah. losing sleep over it. I'm that's just. Why, that's why I say it's like you don't really necessarily need to bring him back and get those 12 minutes a game or whatever. Well, you I just, I just think the logical progression of trying to think of who they're basically missing a center on the team. The logical pr- progression of losing Brooke Lopez to the Bucks would be all right. Let's re-sign yeah. Channing then. Yeah, I think. That, yeah, I think they're gonna do a lot of small ball. We'll see what happens. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. All right, this was just announced today, but uh, Marcus Smart re-signing four years, $52 million to stay in Boston. So they finally get that contract resolved. Um, Marcus was apparently pretty upset that he hadn't gotten this deal earlier. Yeah, he's but a good player for them. He, yeah, he's definitely a, glu- a deser- glue piece for yeah, them. Deserving of that contract. I think that's a good contract. He didn't really get overpaid or underpaid. Yeah. And then also announced today, Dirk is probably going to sign a one-year, $5 million deal to stay in Dallas. Hell yeah. So, That's, another year at Dirk. Yeah. I figured he would come back. He just he seems pretty high-spirited. Yeah. I mean, he's just trying to climb that all-time leading scorer ladder. Yeah. Yeah. And I, he's still seven feet tall, so it doesn't really matter how slow you get. As long as he can get down the court to the three-point line. Yeah, exactly. That's all he does now. He stays yeah. at the top of the key and just shoots it. The court's it. a lot smaller for him now. Yeah. And... So now, have you heard about what happened with uh, Bezlinka? No. Oh, so obviously, right at the start of free agency, he agreed to sign with the Sixers. Mm-hmm. He then, after the moratorium was over and you could finally sign your deal, yeah, he told the Sixers he was going to go. He was not going to sign with the Sixers anymore, and he's going to go play in Europe. Yep. Comes out yesterday from Shams now, or Tuesday, that the Kings are in contract talks with Bezlinka now. Yeah. Because Vlade Divac called Bezlinka and basically gave him the like pros and cons of like staying in the NBA yeah. versus Go going numbers. and playing in Europe. Like basically your value as a player. Yeah. I think Vlade basically said, if you go to Europe, you're not coming back to the NBA ever yeah, again. Yeah, you won't be able to. So let's work out a deal, and you can come play for us now, since you, you told the Sixers no. Yeah, it's a so, shady business. I mean, I, I said this is definitely not on the scale of DeAndre Jordan, but bezlinka has got to make up his mind. Yeah, no, you. it's crazy <laughs> to, even, to even think about that kind of stuff, like – that you would think that there'd be rules, uh, you know, right? on on that kind of stuff and what what you say, uh, but there's no there's no commitment until you sign. sign. Yeah, until yeah, you sign on the yeah, dotted line. Yeah, no, it's a business. It's it's a weird one too. Yeah. So it, what a what a business. Yeah. No, that's a crazy story. Uh, it will be interesting to see where he plays and what how they how they handle that. Yeah. So now 
Jabari Parker got a new deal. Yeah. Um, it's two years, $40 million in yeah, Chicago. Yeah, that's like a Sam Bradford contract. That's, just like, that's like your Will Barton contract for this year? No, no, no. That's, that's It's the same, but different. Will Barton, that's like a – yeah, I don't like that at all. That's <laughs> a bad move. I think you're overpaying like a role player. Whereas like Jabari Parker, he's getting overpaid, but it's like – He could be a stud. He could be a stud, so it could be just right. You know what I mean? They haven't, complete, they haven't completely blown it yet. It's not a deal. Like, Will Barton's not going to – he only has so much room to, like, grow up. You know, he has yeah. plenty of room to fall off. For sure. But it's like he's not going to become an all-star. You know what I mean? He's not going to become, you know, your, like, your go-to guy at the end of the game. Um, yeah, so I, I don't think it's the same as that. I do think they overpaid Jabari. I think you got a lot coming off of a couple injuries, but – two ACL injuries, two years, $40 million. Yeah. So I think, I think in hindsight, this is going to be a bad move, um, different bad move. And everybody though. thinks, everybody thinks that this Chris Dunn, Zach Levine, Jabari Parker, Wendell Carter, Jr. Lowry Markin in Chicago Bulls lineup is going to be something great. Yeah. They're, they're set if they can stay on the court. Yeah, exactly. They got to stay set. healthy. They're set, but those two bigs are a good place to start. Um, yeah. And they've been completely healthy and, you know, Zach Levine's finally finally there. And he's ready to prove himself yeah, now. I haven't seen anything about Dunn or uh Jabari as far as where they're at health wise, but they've they've had issues in the past, so yeah. you never know. But that's an extremely athletic team. Yeah. They have a chance to make some noise in the East. I think the Bucks made the right move of letting him go. Yeah, and they did it they did it like the right way. They they knew they weren't gonna match any offer sheet. Yeah that was given to him so they rescinded his his deal to yeah. make him an unrestricted so he could just go anywhere he pick, wanted pick where he wanted no i i think yeah that's a that's a great way to put it they they did him right i think jabari deserved it he's a good kid not a lot of teams doing doing people right no no these that, days that, that's a good that was a classy move and did you happen to see uh at his press conference, the guy talked about D Rose. Oh, he put that dude in his place. It was just awesome that he showed him showed him that kind he of He was homage. like, yo, D Rose is a legend. Like he's yeah. done what he needs to do. Well, he said there's like there was no falling off. He always maintained. Yeah. And, and that he didn't like the way he put that. Yeah. The guy basically said that, you know, what he learned from Derek from his like highs and his lows. And he yeah, was super and he was offended like there were no lows. Yeah, there were no lows. Well, I mean, Jabari's a Chicago guy. D. Rose is a Chicago guy. They're gonna same stick high school. To, yeah. But who I really feel bad for with this Jabari Parker deal? Julius Randle. He's got a yeah. fires agent, dude. Oh well, yeah. He yeah. got shafted this free agency. He could have got paid. As far as money goes? Yeah, dude. Julius Randle signed two years, a one and one, eighteen million dollars with New Orleans. Jabari just signed two years, forty. Yeah, but Jabari, it, it's like his injuries played. It's just like I said, Sam Bradford. His injuries played to his benefit, getting paid again because people still don't know if he's a stud or not. Yeah, but normally that doesn't work out. Yeah, no, I don't think it's gonna work out. Jabari's still riding off of being the best player in high school. Yeah. Like, that's what he's still riding off of. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Then, real quick, before we get into the big news, uh, some some back page news, if, if this were a newspaper, uh, Roy Hibbert announced his retirement this week. What are, your, what are your thoughts on Roy Hibbert retiring? Solid NBA center. <laughs> Never really anything too special. Um, but he was always serviceable. His best years were in Indiana. 
Uh, 100%. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed watching him. I watched him from high school all the way through, so not a bad career. No. One all-star appearance, I think. Yeah, I believe so. With One year with the Lakers. With the Pacers, yep. Yep, played for the Lake Show. Not, he, not yeah. too shabby. Yeah, he was he was part of that great Indiana Pacers Miami. He had Heat one of the hard he had one of the hardest fall offs I've ever seen in a, in a player going from an All Star center to basically a bench warmer. Yeah, but you know that happens. But all right, we finally have some resolution to Kawhi Leonard versus the San Antonio Spurs. Mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green were sent over the border up to the cold north to Toronto. For DeMar DeRozan, Jakob Pertl, and a protected first-round pick. That's either one th- – it's it's protected 1 through 20. And basically, if it's not 1 through 20 and San Antonio gets to keep the pick, uh, Toronto will get two second-round picks in return next year. So this is a heavily protected pick. So it's not really that good of a deal for Toronto. No, the pick's not worth much. No. But I did say all along that Toronto was going to have to break up Kyle Lowry and DeMar DeRozan, and they chose to give up DeMar DeRozan, which for them, I think, in the long run, is going to be better for them as a franchise because they're going to get a chance to rebuild quicker. But you lose DeMar DeRozan. Yeah, no, I I, I didn't really – this just has a bad – like, it's hard to take this objectively and uh, just see – because I just have a bad taste in my mouth about the trade. You know, I think Kawhi is the ultimate loser. I think DeRozan got – did dirty. Um, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think it – like, in, Tor- in Toronto's perspective, that's like, a good deal because you get Kawhi Leonard, you know? Obviously, but you like, only get him as a rental. I think that they blew it as far as, like, they should have kept this team together and tried to win the East while LeBron was – gone i think they, they, st- I think they, they still have a chance no they i think st- they blew it on no i know they still have a chance but i think they blew it on firing Dwayne casey Turley. yes and they blew it on trading demar Derozan. uh i think kyle you know kyle lowry is a good player but he's not demar Derozan. but let's also be real here Kawhi leonard's better than demar Derozan. yeah but he is not he has not been available so we don't you know that's what i'm saying it's hard to see from a toronto press perspective because like a year ago, you'd be like, oh, we just upgraded. But right now, it's just like, all right, we got Kawhi. Hopefully, he's – I think he's healthy. Know, well, hopefully, he wants to play for us. You know what I mean? It's just – I mean, according he's, to Woj, he's warming up to it now. He's in a – well, he's in a contract year. He has to ball. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a one-year deal. So, it is like for Toronto, yeah, you get Kawhi Leonard for one year, but he's not resigning with them. No, he's, there's he's, no way. He's walking from Toronto for sure. And then as far as San Antonio, like I said, I think they they crushed it. They got they got the best piece that they could for him. They yeah. waited. It's a team that was not. It wasn't. I, I knew it wasn't going to be Philly or L.A. or or Boston for sure. As soon as as soon as the Lakers said no to Kuzma, Hart, Ingram, and three picks, and as soon as Philly said no to anything that included Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid, and Markel Fultz. It was gonna, it was gonna be some random team that was just gonna swoop in and because they would be able to offer the most, and they crushed it and getting Demar Derozan. Yeah, but Demar is gonna, Demar got did dirty by Toronto, but Demar is gonna be is gonna thrive, and Jacob Poldle is gonna have a nice 
second run at it, you know, yeah. to, to show he's worth that lottery talent. Dude, he's going to learn how to play. Well, just their international influence in the San Antonio organization and playing with Powell and playing with LaMarcus That's and Pop a, yeah. and all those guys. Yeah, he's, I think this is going to be a great second chance for him to – you know, yeah, and I mean his 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 future was already promising in Toronto. He had he showed spurts last year. Yeah, no, he he was just you know he was a, a lottery pick guy, so you got to see something out of him. Yeah, for sure. And then Danny Green, I mean Toronto, as far as Danny Green was a salary dump, unfortunately. Yeah, well, and now they got a starting you know now they have their starting lineup. I think for sure. You know what I mean, they're going to go Lowry, Green, and Kawhi. For sure. Now, do you think that? Toronto is going to end up just trading Kawhi at the trade deadline. They should. They should. They should trade him before the season starts. I mean, if they could, <laughs> but they can't. If they can't. I don't think they can. But yeah, they have to trade him. It's not. It's the at the peak of him playing. I guess is. I guess you'd want to wait till he starts playing. Yeah. If he's playing really, really well, I'm trading him as soon as I can. Because again, they need to get as much as they can for him. Because they're obviously moving forward. From yeah, for sure. Dwayne Casey, Kyle Lowry, and DeMar. well, I think Kyle Lowry's under contract for one more year after well, this. But I mean, yeah, but I mean, as a franchise, they've moved on for that team. You know what I mean? Oh this yeah. Is a now this is a different team. This, this is a completely not, different team. This is not. There's a lot of the same faces, but this is a completely different new coach. Um, new, you know, new, new centerpiece, new superstar. Danny Green's probably going to be a new starter or a bench warmer. One of the two. He probably won't well, it's be. either Danny Green or CJ Miles. Yeah, and you got to start Danny Green exactly. The D and th- the three and D. So, um, you know, after after this season, I think they got to look where they want to go in the future. They need to get young talent or draft picks for Kawhi Leonard. For sure, I think that it's just. It's just crazy that people people on Twitter were joking around and saying that Pop is the kind of guy that you you piss him off so bad he deported Kawhi to Canada. Yeah, no, it didn't. Yeah, that I can't believe that all happened. That all went down. I thought Kawhi was going to be a spur forever. I thought he was. I thought he was David Robinson and Tim Duncan on the perimeter for them. Yeah, I mean, what uh, I think what I think is most interesting. I mean, a year ago he was the, one of the top MVP candidates. Yeah. For sure. He's a finals MVP. Yeah. He's a stud. He's a two-way superstar. He is – I'd probably rank all no injuries, all health and issues aside, no matter what. LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, top three NBA players in the league. Yeah. I don't know about that, but he's up there. He's definitely up. He's definitely in the top ten talent-wise. He's a, he's a stud. He's a stud. But we'll see. Toronto sucks. Their their franchise <laughs> is like it just doesn't work out for them. Uh, they get good teams together, and then they I think they blew it. I think they were one year too early on this one. But they got Kawhi Leonard, so yeah, show us what you got. Yeah, I mean they definitely still have a chance to win the East if they don't trade Kawhi at the deadline and they're in contention. I don't see them getting past the second round. I don't think they can beat Boston, Philly, uh, in in the East. They probably can't beat Milwaukee. I think they can. You know, the East is going to be a lot harder. It's It's definitely going to be more competitive. It's going to be more competitive. you got teams like Milwaukee and Indiana that are on the cusp, along with Philly and Boston, and we'll see. Yeah. So, on Twitter, there was was a lot of talk about uh, DeMar DeRozan, and you brought it up uh, a few minutes ago about how he got done dirty. Yeah, big time. 
And there was a lot of talk on Twitter about should DeMar DeRozan get a statue uh, in Toronto. And it got me thinking that because Toronto is such a young franchise and obviously when you think of Vince Carter, what do you think of him as? Yeah, Raptor. Okay. So it got me thinking if DeMar DeRozan gets a statue – does that mean Vince Carter should get a statue as well? I put up a poll on our Instagram. Yeah. And out of, I mean, it was basically 70 30. In favor, yeah, was, in favor of giving Vince Carter a statue. So it was 73% yes, Vince Carter should get a statue if DeMar DeRozan gets a statue. And 27% no, yes. Vince Carter shouldn't get a statue. So my basically my opinion is neither one of them deserve a statue, and it, but if you give one of those guys a statue, you probably you're gonna have to give the other one the statue. But then you know then you're starting to say, well, Kyle Lowry probably deserves it. Demar de- deserves it. You know what right. I mean? It's like so where do you stop? And all of a sudden they got Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, and Vince Carter out there, and you know Vince Carter was great. He was electrifying when he played for for the Raptors, but that was such a small part of his career. But what he did for the city of Toronto and for the sport yeah, of basketball. He was their it, first, he was their first the, uh, playoff run. Right, exactly. The impact that he had on Toronto and basketball in yeah, Canada. He was so exciting. He was so marketable. He was great. Everybody right. loved Vince That's, Carter. Everybody loved Air Canada. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's like, in that regards, you know, it's a young franchise. Yeah, you can start handing out trophies but or statues, but I just don't think you – you give trophy, you, damn it! You give statues <laughs> to. Uh, I don't think you give statues to guys that just made a, a good playoff run. I don't right. think that's deserving. I think Demar and Kyle Lowry made were a Raptors way uh, you longer know, than Vince play, Carter played way more games than Vince Carter did for the Raptors and made more um, playoff runs for sure. So good buddy of mine, Joe Block, uh, hit us up on Instagram, uh, and he said, "I think the standard of who." should be a statue is a bit too low. They're a 25-year-old franchise. I think they should wait till they get an MVP slash champion type player, which me, for one, completely agree with. Yeah. I, th- I think they need to wait on it because, right. like, you know, Vince Carter was just a blip in the radar as far as, like, you know, in 25 years when they have a 50-year history, he's going to have played there, like, four seasons. Exactly. You know I mean? Like, yeah, he'll be re- remembered as an electrifying young talent there. But it's like some of his best years were after the after the injury. You know, he had great he had great years in New Jersey. Yeah, definitely. He went to the finals in New Jersey. Yep. Just lost. Yeah. But um, he Joe also brought up that we're just spoiled as Laker fans because the basically the criteria for a Laker player to get his jersey retired and to get a statue outside is you have to be an all-time great and a Hall of Fame player. Yeah. And that is the standard for the Lakers, which have an illustrious history. Yeah. Compared to the franchise of franchises like the Toronto Raptors, who don't have as illustrious of, of a history, there's got to be... Okay, so like here, here's an example. I just think you have to take a case-by-case basis. For sure. I think it's but different so for say, every so franchise. say Derrick Rose... Derrick Rose does not get a statue out there with Jordan. No, absolutely not. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, Derrick Rose, again, did won an MVP, youngest MVP ever. So yeah. did something monumental. So if you did get a, it so if you did get a statue, people probably wouldn't be 
that upset. He's but, also from Chicago. He was like yeah, the best but, high school player in Chicago. But it, and it's like Penny Hardaway, you know, or Penny Hardaway in Orlando or Grant Hill in Detroit. For sure. You know, for Brandon, sure. Brandon Roy in, in Portland. These guys like, yeah, all those guys I just named were, were extremely good. And, you know, one of the better talents in the NBA at the time. But that doesn't necessarily mean I think you put together those Hall of Fame careers for the franchise. 100%. And that's where that's where you go with it. Like a Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce is like all those guys I just named, Penny, Grant Hill, uh, you know, Vince Carter, who we're talking about, Brandon Roy. Paul Pierce is probably not – he's, like, in that class, but it's, like, not – he's not, like, way better than those guys. No. And he deserves a statue in yeah, Boston. Paul, yeah, Paul Pierce deserves a statue in Boston. Yeah, so it, that's what I mean. It's, like, a case-by-case basis. I don't think you can just go by pure talent or you can't go by just, like, a, a spike in popularity. Completely agree. I think it's it, – and just – it's unfortunate that the Raptors are, are 25 years in, but – if Vince played 12 years for the Raptors, we'd, it, we'd like, be having a different discussion. Even if he never went to the finals, you know what I mean? Even if he never went to the finals, but he was just a scoring machine, an NBA all-star, you know, dunk contest, all the stuff that Vince was great and known for. Yeah. Then he would deserve- We'd be having a different discussion. That's why, like, you know, Lowry and DeRozan, I think, are, are just on the cusp as Vince Carter, and they weren't ne- they're not nearly as popular players as Vince, Vince Carter was. was. And Vince Carter did it before social media. Yeah. No, Vince Carter was the man. He was the man. Like, he, everybody liked – and he was easy to like because he played for the Raptors. You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. No one was, like, you know, hating on you because he wasn't a Celtic or a Laker or a Bull or a Nick. You know what I mean? He, he was, played for one of those middle-of-the-road franchises. Yeah, it was okay to say you liked Vince Carter because <laughs> Vince Carter was awesome. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. But, no, I definitely think that – Obviously, myself as a Laker fan, it's a different standard, and I've been spoiled with the players that I've gotten to watch and the history that the Lakers have. But I think when it comes to statues, it's just a different criteria for every franchise. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's a case-by-case basis, and depending on where your franchise is at, you know, Toronto has a young history, um, but they really haven't had that that long-tenured greatness yet. Yeah. They've had individual, you know, Chris Bosch was amazing. He's a 20 and 10 guy. But I mean, he only played yeah, a short was, amount of time. Yeah. But I mean, if we're if we're ranking all-time Raptors, I'd probably go Vince Carter, DeRozan, Chris Bosch. Yeah, those are the top 3 individual talents for sure. Yeah. And Lowry, I think it's those four. Yeah, and those four. It's a huge drop off after that. For sure. So all right, I got a game for you. It's all NBA. It's all multiple choice. So I'm gonna uh, I'll be able to give you a, a little help here. All right. So all right. Question number one: This past season was the first time that LeBron has played all 82 games in a season. How many times did Michael Jordan play all 82 games in a season? A seven, B nine, C twelve. Uh, I'm gonna go seven. Oh uh, nope. Nine. Yep, nine. Yeah, no. Michael Jordan 12. played nine years, uh, all 82 games. Yep. Definitely. All right. Question number two. Di- different scheduling back then. Different scheduling, but still 82 so, games. Much, uh, much longer, like uh, days between. There's no back, back to backs. Yeah, it was the the travel was a lot less advanced than now. But all right. Question number two. Who won the first NBA championship in 1950? A. The Boston Celtics. In, in 1950. Yeah. The 1949-1950 NBA season. That was the first inaugural season. 
A, the Boston Celtics, B, the Minneapolis Lakers, C, the New York Knicks. What was the first one? Boston Celtics. So you got Celtics, Lakers, and Knicks? Yeah. In 1950? Oh, Lakers. Yeah. But I think the, I think the inaugural season was 46. No, that was the BAA. That was the BAA. I think, but the, like, you remember in 96 when they did the 50 players? Yeah. That was like the NBA at 50 years. Well. Because I think the Warriors count that title. Oh. I don't uh, know. I got this off of basketball reference, yeah, so. Yeah, I think. Well, yeah, because the NBA wasn't called the NBA. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got you. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Question number three. The next, the next three are all questions on who averaged more what, and I give you four different players over okay. their career. Okay. All right. So, question number three is, over their career, who averaged more points per game? Kevin Garnett, Tim, Gu- Tim Duncan, Dirk Nowitzki, Moses Malone. For a career average? Yeah. Moses Malone. No, Dirk. Damn, Dirk. Yeah. Damn, Dirk's is still up there. What's Dirk's? So, Dirk is at 21.2 points per game for his career. Dirk's still over 20. Yeah. See, because Duncan and Garnett, like, Garnett had so many years at the end there. Because he, Garnett, had, like, the highest high, I think. Yeah. You know, him and Dirk both were, like, up there at 30. Moses Malone, too, probably. So, Dirk is at 21.2 points per game for his career. Moses Malone, 20.3 points per game for his career. Then Tim Duncan at 19 points per game. And then KG at 17.8. And KG was averaging damn near 30 for a while. Yeah. But, yeah, those last five years of KG's career were pretty tough to watch. Yeah. So, all right, you're one for three. All right. All right, question four. Who averaged more assists per game? Gary Payton, Isaiah Thomas, Allen Iverson, Bob Cousy. Assists per game for the career? Yeah, for their career. Isaiah Thomas, the Piston, I'm assuming? Yes. Gary Payton... Bob Cousy and Allen Iverson. Yes. Holy shit! <laughs> I don't know. It's so hard with the end of the careers. Um, yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go. Isaiah. You are correct. Yeah, Isaiah. It just yeah, because his prime, his prime was the longest. You know. Yeah. Peyton had. I know Peyton had a couple years at the end where his numbers were really, really low, so that brings down the career average. Yeah. So, all right, Isaiah was at 9.3 assists per game, then Bob Cousy at 7.5 per game, then Gary Payton at 6.7, and then AI at 6.2. Yeah, I knew Iverson's was six. I knew he was, <laughs> I knew he was last. Um, yeah. All right, the last one. That's low for Gary Payton, though, honestly. Like, if someone were to yeah, ask Yeah, I thought him, it would be a little bit higher. Yeah, just all the, those years – with the Lakers and the uh, Heat. Yeah. And then also the last year or two with the Sonics. Yep. All right, last one. Who went to more All-Star games? James Worthy, Paul Pierce, Dominique Wilkins, Charles Barkley. Damn. Off that list, I don't. I, I definitely don't think it's Dominique or uh, Worthy. Uh, okay. God, Barkley or uh, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce. God, Paul Pierce went to so many All Star games, but Barkley was Barkley. I gotta go Barkley. You are correct. Yeah. So I was like, Paul Pierce went to so many All Star games, but your process of elimination was on point because you eliminated James Worthy, who had the least with seven. He had a short career. Yeah, he, and he then didn't, he didn't play. He like his career got cut yeah. short. And then Dominique was at nine, 
Paul Pierce was at 10, and Charles Barkley was at 11. Dominique, to me, is one of those guys. I, I always say this. Unfortunately, I always say this about Dominique, but I think he's one of the most overrated players ever. Yeah, you're not a, you're not a huge Dominique fan. No, which is which, which I'm a fan of his game. I'm not a fan of where people place him among the greats. It's because he's a great dunker. Yeah, yeah it's probably same same with Vince. Vince is the greatest dunker of all time, in my opinion. Yeah, he was a good one. He could get up there. <laughs> Half man, half amazing. Yeah. All right. You ready for this two minute drill? You yep. did. Pre- you did pretty good on this. So. Yeah. No. The uh, what was it? what was the one? What was the second question? Or the no, the, fir- the first question was just about the the eighty two games. Yeah. Michael Jordan. Jordan, Jordan played eighty two. Yeah. yeah. And then you got uh, you guessed Moses Malone instead of Dirk. Yeah, that's so crazy that Dirk's is still over twenty one, and he's been these last five years. He's been in the, like the low teens. Yeah. God. He's the highest scoring international player of all time. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's a beast. <laughs> Seven foot shooter. Yep. All right, you wanna you wanna start off with the two minute drill? Yep, definitely. All right. Um let me get this set up here. Get the timer set. All right. This is I wanted to I wanted to ask you some football questions, but I Ooh. wanted to get away from like the normal subject. So who do you think is gonna win the NFC South this year? NFC South? Yep. All right, so we got we got Tampa Saints, Bay, Tampa Orleans, Bay, New Orleans, Atlanta, Carolina, and Carolina and Atlanta. Whew. it's definitely not going to be Tampa Bay. Yep. Tell you that much right now. Yep. I'm going to have to go with the Saints. The Saints are. I think the Saints were voted as the favorite by the ESPN analysts. Yeah, um, but that's that's gonna be this. All three of those teams, I think, are Super Bowl uh, contenders. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Carolina, New Orleans, Atlanta are all right there. I think the NFC, the regardless of the NFC South, I think the entire NFC is gonna look very similar to last year in terms of how the standings break down and who makes they it had to the three playoffs. Te- they had three teams in the playoffs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I think I think the Saints, the Falcons. And the Panthers are all viable playoff contenders. For sure, it's a it's a misfire if they don't make the playoffs. Exactly. It it basically the season should be considered a failure in terms if that's what we're gauging success off of. Yeah, my it, gut my gut is that Carolina is the one to blow it. Yeah. Um, just because they're they lean so heavily on Cam Newton. Um, I think New Orleans is going to be a, a wild card team. I think Atlanta is going to end up winning this division. Yeah, no, I definitely, I definitely see it being Atlanta and the Saints coming down to like the last two weekends. Who's gonna, who's yeah. gonna end up and winning the, Sa- the division? And the Saints getting young talent at running back and corner, which is so timely to get Marshawn Lattimore and Alvin Kamara. Yeah, and know? I mean and Alvin Kamara is gonna have four games where it's just him back there. Michael Thomas was a guy that I looked to put on the under twenty-five team, but he is twenty-five. Ah, exactly. So he's not yeah. under. Yeah. yeah. No. So. That's going to be a good division to watch. I'm excited to watch that one. But I got the Falcons winning that one. All right, so I got the Saints. So be on the lookout for yeah. who wins the NFC South this year. All right, so with the Dodgers making a huge splash yesterday with trading for Manny Machado, also they're coming off the World Series appearance last year. Mm-hmm. Now they're also in first place at the All-Star break. They got a series starting on Friday after a slow start to the season. The Lakers and Rams – both, in my opinion, won the offseason for their respective sports. With Los Angeles being uh, at this very exciting point in sports history for the city, 
Who do you think is going to have the best year out of these three L.A. teams? Oh, boy. The best year. Yeah. Like, the best odds of winning a championship. Like, do the Dodgers make it back to the World Series this year and I think win the Do- it? I think, the, I think the Dodgers have the best the best season. I think it, go, I think it goes uh, – Do- I think it goes Dodgers, Lakers, Rams. Okay. Just be, but the Rams are, but the Rams are a great boomer bust pick because they could obviously win the, they could win the Super Bowl this year. You know, they yeah. are, they are up there. But I think the Rams are due to, like, stall, not stall, but because I still think they'll be around ten win mark. But I don't think they're going to take a step, huge step forward. Yeah. Whereas like the Lakers are going to be in the Western Conference Finals in my eyes. Yeah, I agree. And the Dodgers, I think, are going to be in the World at least Series. make it to the World so, Series. So, yeah, and then – but it's, like, in the sense of winning a title, Lakers probably got to be last place. Yeah. Now that I think, you know, just because – Yeah. They're not going to beat the Warriors, I don't think so. No, I don't think so either. Barring injury, they're not beating the Warriors. Yeah, 100%. So, yeah, that's a good question. No, yeah, no, I definitely I definitely think that uh, I would rank it the Dodgers, the Rams, the Lakers in terms of based off L.A., we base success off of championships. Oh, yeah, no, that – Lakers do have the worst odds of winning the championship. Oh, my goodness. Breaking. <laughs> Woj. Mello has been traded to the Hawks. LaMelo Ball? No, Carmelo Anthony. Oh, dope. Carme- been- Carmelo <laughs> Anthony has been traded to the Hawks. Hold on. I'm pull- Did they finally get rid of Schroeder? I, I, I'm, pull- I'm trying to pull up Woj's tweet right now. God, I'm, I hate the trash fire point guard scenario in Atlanta. Jeremy okay. Lin, Trey Young, right. and Dennis Schroeder. Yeah, so Oklahoma City has agreed to trade Carmelo Anthony and a protected 2022 first-round pick to Atlanta for point guard Dennis Schroeder and Mike Muscala. Why do they want? But why does Oklahoma City want Schroeder? I don't know. That Atlanta wants to get rid of him, and ba- yeah. I bet you Oklahoma City said we're not giving anybody up but Melo. You and then. Atlanta was like, all right, you have to take Schroeder. That's the only way this deal's getting done. Yeah, no, that's crazy. So now, so, huh, that's interesting. Trey Young and Carmelo Anthony. Well, I think the Hawks are going to buy him out and he's going to Houston. You think so? They're going to pay that 26 mil? Uh, they're going to stretch him, I think. Yeah. So basically, Oklahoma City saves $100 million in tax. Yeah. Like luxury tax. Yeah, because they were the, they had the highest they had the highest salary of all time. Yeah, most expensive team ever was this year's Thunder team. Yeah, oh, so woes two minutes ago, Anthony will get his entire twenty seven point nine million dollars in the buyout and waiver with Hawks. It could take a few days to work through logistics on trade. Mello met with Rockets and Heat in Las Vegas again. Rockets are the front runner. Good for good for the Hawks then. Good for the good for the Thunder. Good for Carmelo. It's all good. Everybody's happy. Other than Schroeder. Schroeder's got to play. He's either got to learn how to play with Westbrook or take a bench roll. And you never want to take that bench roll when you're at that age because then you become a bench guy. Yeah. I mean, right now he's a starting point guard. Yeah. I like Schroeder, too. I think Schroeder's good. He's he's got some potential. I think Schroeder, Schroeder, if Schroeder was playing with talent, he would would kill. I think he's like a Rondo. He needs to have – you need to have players around him to play well. Yeah, I mean, so do, does Oklahoma City now play Dennis Schroeder at the one? No. 
Russell at the two? No. No? All right. I mean, they're going to have they're gonna have to play that lineup during the game, but that's not the way they're going to start the game. Okay. They're going to start Roberson. Yeah, dude, they missed him so much. They're going to start Roberson hurt. and Paul George. Yeah. So, easy, all right. Easy peasy. Breaking news on the TSK show. Yeah. Mello to the Hawks. Going to get bought out, and I think he's going to the Rockets. Yeah. I think the Rockets make the most sense because they've gotten rid of all those – those other wing players. Yeah, they need somebody. Luke Richard and Bob Mute, Trevor Reza, um, all left. So yeah. All right. What's the next question you got on there? All right. So here's another NFL question. This is I like. I like Are all get, yours NFL questions? Huh? No. Okay. No. Um, Just curious. I like to give. I like to give you these big questions for two minutes because it's like, you, it's kind of insane to ask someone to answer this kind of question <laughs> two minutes. But who do you think the best player in the NFL is? Who I think the best player in the NFL is? Yeah. Aaron Rodgers. No offense, no defense, no nothing. Aaron Rodgers, just like that. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. He's the not best player in the NFL. Not even close. No. We'll give you some other names. Who who are who's are they all quarterbacks uh, or they No, okay. They, no, I mean Aaron Rodgers, Le'Veon Bell, Todd Gurley, Antonio Brown, Julio Jones, um shit, Gronk. When no, Gronk's healthy, yeah, he's the yeah. fucking man. Yeah, yeah. No defensive guys. I I could. Yeah. If you want like, me to. Who, who's who would be in the running for the best player in the NFL? Aaron Donald, Ndamukong Sue, um, Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack, Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. Um, Calais Campbell. All right, all right. You're a little more you're a little more ready to go on that question than I anticipated. <laughs> yeah, no. I won't give you the full two minutes on that one. <laughs> All right, you, all right. What do you got next? I got a football question for you. All right, and of course, it's about the Los Angeles Rams. So the Rams signed wide receiver Brandon Cooks to a five-year, eighty million dollar extension. Have they just forgotten that they still need to pay Aaron Donald? Like, what's going on here? Yeah, that's not a good contract. I He's, don't think. I don't like that. I I was a huge Brandon Cooks fan in New Orleans, New England. I'm stoked that he's here now, but I don't think you pay undersized speed receivers five-year contract right? because with any the odds of him being healthy for five seasons and not dropping off is look at what so, happened with the, so unlikely it's so unlikely i just don't i don't understand why they would sign that deal look at what happened with the Tavon austin deal yeah and i mean Brandon and Cook's i like to i like Tavon too but that that's another bad deal you don't sign you don't sign these guys unless it's you know there's a handful of guys that you can give money to like that that are undersized you know, because someone like the Julio Joneses of the world, these bigger set receivers, the Mike Evans and stuff like that, they uh, they have more time. You know what I mean? They, they don't necessarily need their speed. Um, they don't rely on it. These undersized guys do. Yeah, but my, my whole thing is Aaron Donald is not only the best player at his position. They're, they're going to they're gonna end up making him play this year. He's going to hold out. Or he's going to hold out, and then, you know, they're going to end up losing him. Yeah, I mean, he he is regarded by some scouts and reporters and people that know football yeah. as being not only just the best player at his position, he is better than every other player that is the best at their position at his position. You know what I'm saying? He has like the he's spread from one and two. He's a he's a better like defensive lineman than Tom Brady is a quarterback, is what people say. Yeah, no type he's, thing. He's arguably one of the best players in the NFL. So it, they need to pay him, and they need to pay him whatever he wants because he is vital to the Rams' future. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I just don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, because, I mean... I think they would have done it already. Well, and we also we also got to remember that... But, like, the Seahawks, you know, like I said, I, I do trust our guys, and I don't, you know, I think once the season gets going, once preseason starts and they're not there, and it's like, dude, we got to get this guy on the field. Yeah, but, I mean, you also have to remember, you got... Preseason's two weeks away. Yeah, but you got Goff and... Gurley coming up for contracts in two years. I think Gurley just got paid, didn't he? Yeah, but his, it, it was like a short extension. Yeah, yeah. So he's coming up in like two years. So it's like – Oh, they're just, always coming up. It's always There's always someone to – Yeah. Have to, you have to get paid. That's why you got to make long-term commitments to guys like Aaron Donald. Yeah. All right. What's your last question? All right. Who's going to be – my last question is uh, – it's an NBA question. When nice. The, who's going to be the like the starting five for the Eastern Conference? next year in in the east like nba like like who's the five best players who's their five best players in the east who's the five guys that like you don't want to play against in a seven game series the guys that are the superstars the the giannis joel Kyrie. um who else you got? Do you got? You know? Do you do Porzingis? Do I'm going based off like who's healthy Jason right now. Tatum. I'm going based off who's healthy right now. Who's giving got, me a you full got Jason season? Jason Tatum, Ben Simmons. You got, yeah. So I mean, I mean, you got Kevin Love. I don't know if he's in no, the mix anymore. No, he's not. He's not. You got Blake Griffin, Drummond. Nope. I'd take Joel Embiid and Giannis over those two guys. Dragic, Whiteside. Nope. No one on Atlanta worth mentioning. Nope. No one on Charlotte really worth mentioning other than Kemba. Yeah. Oh, Kawhi Leonard. Oh yeah, shit, Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard's on. The, <laughs> yeah, Kawhi's on the list. Yeah. Okay. So, Giannis, Kyrie, Kawhi, Giannis, Joel. Gotta be, gotta be Ben. Gotta be Ben Simmons. Yeah, Ben Simmons. He's rookie of the year. Yeah. Yep. Nice. Those five. Yep. That's uh, that's the ease for you. Yeah. Pretty pretty bad. It's gotten pretty depleted out there. God, that that crop of players to pick from for the All Star team is gonna be slim pickings. It's gonna be a lot of young guys, a lot of hype, a lot of hype votes. Yeah, for sure. All right, my last question: a rare nineteen fifty two Mickey Mantle baseball card that is insured for twelve million dollars was delivered by an armored truck to the History Colorado Center on Monday and was on display there until Wednesday. What piece of sports memorabilia history uh, would you like to most have in your possession? Oh, my God. Memorabilia history? Man, there's some good stuff out there. Because I got one right off the top that I know I would love to have. Like game-worn like game worn stuff? Is that what we're talking yeah. about? Or, or, like, a signed, or, or something signed, yeah. like a signed pair of shoes, signed basketball, signed yeah. football. Yeah, because it's like, you know, like the gloves Nate Diaz wore when he beat Connor. That'd be tight. You know, like stuff like that. That's what first, we're talking about. First one that came to mind for me was Kobe's 81 jersey. Yeah, see, so that's like, that's that's what I mean. But as far as like uh, memorabilia by its own, you know, if it wasn't like game worn, um, trying to think. Like the like the ultimate basketball card, you know, like I collected basketball cards growing up, and the ultimate one was always like the Jordan rookie. Yeah, of course. But there's like an Iverson card that I would love to have because it was always just it's I'm pretty sure it's Topps Chrome, 
and he's just like standing yelling up in the air. That's tight. Um, but it's an Iverson rookie card. It's like the most valuable one. Do you have anything like signed or anything? I have your... a bunch of stuff signed. I got a bunch of autographs. What's like the bunch. dopest thing that you have? Well, th- I think the coolest thing that I have is I got my Julius Peppers. I have a black Julius Pam- Panthers jersey. That's tight. Julius Peppers Panthers jersey that I got autographed by Julius Peppers when I when I met him. That's sick. Um, so that's like I, that's not the most valuable, but that's definitely like the coolest thing I got for sure. Yeah. I mean, the the coolest piece of sports memorabilia that I have is a signed basketball from Kareem but yeah, that uh, my homie Ethan got for me for my birthday one year. Yeah, but I love memorabilia. I, I collect that stuff. I, I did it a lot as a kid. Yep. Uh, one Probably the most valuable thing that I have, arguably, is probably the Ichiro bobblehead from when he was a rookie because there was only 10,000 of them. Unopened? Yeah, it's unopened. It's like That's legit. The, it's like the – yeah, I forget. I forget. It's the first one. It's the first one. It's not like the MVP one. It's yeah. not the rookie of the year one. It's the one they gave out in Safeco. I forget the details of, of the rarity. I just remember it. There's only like, it's a small amount that I'm pretty sure it's worth a good amount of money. I'm sure. So, all right. That wraps up the two minute drill. You got any shout outs before we get out of here? Uh, yeah. A uh, kid from the JBA. Uh, Kizo Brown, a kid from Chicago, went to Simeon High School. Okay. Same as all those guys, Jabari, D Rose, and all them. Uh huh. Um, he signed a he signed a pro contract in France from the JV. He was no shit. Yeah, he's not gonna finish out the season. He's all, he's he the thanked first. The J, he thanked the JVA and he got a signed deal in France. Good for him. Now now he's not in the Spanish he's not in the Spanish Premier League or anything like that. He's not well, he's in, playing in France. Or yeah, he's on the he's not in like the the number one. He's league not in the Euro what, League. I, I forget what the I, I forget what the number one is. It's not the same as soccer, but yeah, um, he's not playing in like the top top tier one, but he's playing in a you know hey. a respected league in France. That's legit. Um, it's better France than is, Lithuania. France is, France is you know arguably a, a you know a top five country in basketball as far as you know it being. Yeah, for sure. It's better than Lithuania. Yeah, a lot better than Lithuania. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, a lot better than Lithuania. So, yeah, I thought that was cool. They, the JBA got one. Yeah, yeah, their first player. As bad as the attendance is, they got a player They got a player out of Chicago. It's bad. Yeah, oh, yeah, it's bad. It's If it wasn't for the pop-up shops, I don't think anyone would come. No, I don't think so either. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's cool to see kid got out of Chicago is going to France. All right, yeah, I got a couple, couple shout-outs this week. Uh, first, Josh Hart won the MVP of the Summer League. Absolutely balled out yeah, out there in it. Vegas. And then uh, Svi Mikhailuk. I finally pronounced how to say his last name. It's Mikhailuk. Uh He was named to the second team all Summer League, which was cool to see another Laker getting some love out in Vegas. And then, like I mentioned in the two-minute drill, the Dodgers traded for Manny Machado, making the biggest splash uh, so far of the MLB trade deadline with the trade deadline coming up in, like, two weeks or so. Yep. But uh, I tweeted out yesterday that the Rams won their offseason, the Lakers won their offseason, and two weeks before the deadline, the Dodgers win the trade deadline. It's a good time to be an L.A. sports fan. So I'm really loving life right now. Everybody just we'll, – we'll, we'll let them have this. We're going to pause on the, on the Rams winning the offseason. They haven't produced quite yet. Well, they won the offseason on paper, and – that's what we're going off of right now. That doesn't always that doesn't always translate. I think the Thunder won the off season in the NBA. Uh, getting, out, getting rid of Melo? No, I mean last year. And look what happened. Getting Melo and Paul George. 
Yeah, hey, I'm just a prisoner of the moment right now. Yeah, that's what I said. We'll let him have this one for now, but <laughs> pause on the Rams for now. <laughs> All right, don't forget, you can find us at TSK Show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to find myself or Tyler on Twitter, be sure to follow us at the Duke of Sports and at Tyler's underscore world underscore. All of our content can be found on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts. Just type in keyword TSK Show in the search bar. Don't forget to subscribe and rate us as well. We are also now on Anchor. Just go to anchor.fm slash TSK show or download the Anchor app for your iPhone or Android. That's it for this episode of the TSK show. We appreciate you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another great episode for you guys. Peace. Peace.